my faith is based on good reasoning. I believe yes. in Christ because of good facts mm-hmm. and he rose from the dead. That's faith and reason. But then there's also my emotion and imagination. Um, that, I, I believe in Christianity, but then something goes wrong. Why did that go right. wrong? Or no one else believes it. And there's going to be challenge to that where now your feelings are something else. And we just disregard what God says completely about the situation right. and how God says we should respond to a specific thing. Right. And then we're responding in emotion or we're getting caught up in whatever they said instead of going back to, no, but what does God say about it? I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here by popular demand with my wife, Jerry. (laughs) Who I've been told is the best podcaster of all of us. That's what I was told on Sunday. right. I was told that. I was told that. You are so popular. because I love it so much. Yeah, I, I know. Like, You're so, so popular on the show that I wore a girly shirt just to see if I could start catching up. The one yeah. you told me was girly. I think it's manly, but that's, you know, another point. Uh, but on the way, we went out west, and on the way, I decided to pick up Mere Christianity and read, and I was reading this chapter on faith. That was really good. I would encourage people to read uh, Mere Christianity. It was a bunch of uh, radio broadcast originally by C.S. Lewis, where he was just teaching people. And he's got a super brilliant mind. Like, he's so smart, I read this stuff, that I feel not smart. I had to reread some of it. I'm like, what? (laughs) The guy's brilliant. But here, we're going to read some statements. And he's talking about faith, and he used to be, you know, not understand how faith was a virtue. He's like, you just believe or you don't believe. It's not really a virtue. It just is what it is. And he said, I used to say that a sane man accepts or rejects any statement, not because he wants or does not want to, but because the evidence seems good or bad. If he were mistaken about the goodness or badness of the evidence, that would not mean he was a bad man, but only that he was not very clever. And if he thought the evidence bad, but tried to force himself to believe in spite of it, that would merely be stupid. Okay, so what what do you think about that statement right you do there? You s- do see some stupidity out there where people will defend you know, almost to the death, something that they know is wrong, but they like it or they like the person. So they're going to fight for it anyway. Right. Even though, you know, it's it's like there's no good evidence of the facts in which you believe there's no evidence pointing to it. In fact, all evidence points to the opposite of it, but they'll still believe in the defendant. And he's saying now that that's just dumb behavior right there. Now, sometimes yeah. you might have a fact and you not know it's a bad fact. Like True. you might hear, hey, X number of people died of COVID and, and it ended up being, don't believe anything on Facebook, by the way. Don't get your facts That's from true. Facebook. I mean, you better be double checking everything that you read there. But, you know, I could see somebody getting caught up in something because they didn't know. Right. And then they double checked. Okay, that wasn't true. You know, so that that's one thing. It doesn't make you a bad person. Right. But you got to mm-hmm. be smart enough to know where to get good information, I guess. It's true. And you can't bury your head in the sand and pretend that the bad things don't exist. Like sometimes I think with people, if I pretend it's not there, then it's really not happening. Right. Well, yeah. Open your eyes. Cause it is happening. Right. You know? Yeah. Defending bad things. It would be like, um, I've always been one, let's say if, if one of the staff was doing something wrong, 
I never defend it wrong behavior because right. wrong behavior is always wrong behavior. Absolutely. I'm not, it's not going to become good, become good behavior because they're doing it. If they're doing it and there's something that's wrong, it's wrong. It doesn't matter who does it. It doesn't matter if my friend does it. It doesn't matter. And I think sometimes people have that scale where they get caught up into believing that bad is good because they like the person who did it. And that, no, just come back to the facts. It doesn't matter. Take the personality out of it. Take yeah. the emotions out of it. Come down to it. And this is what the point he's going to make. He goes, I still believe this. But he said he came to realize that faith is not just a matter of, yeah, I believe the facts are good or bad, and that's all there is to it. Because he said there's a lot of reason that goes into it. He said that one of the things for him, he said, I was assuming that the human mind is completely ruled by reason. But that is not so. For example, my reason is perfectly convinced by good evidence that anesthetics do not smother me and that properly trained surgeons do not start operating until I am unconscious. But that, that idea does not alter the fact that when they have me down on the table and clap their horrible mask over my faith, a mere childish panic begins inside of me. It's true. So he said, now, reason is, by reason, the fact is, I'm going to be safe. They've done this tons of times. They know what they're doing. I'm going to be fine. But he said then, but he starts, the emotion is, but I'm still scared. And I understand exactly what he's saying. We flew out west. Mm -hmm. I am nervous at takeoff both times. And I'm not even a, a real nervousy kind of guy. But it it just troubles me when we're going. Are we going fast enough? Are we lifting off the ground? What's happening? I still feel on the ground. Shouldn't we be off the ground by now? The one time I was like, we're not going fast enough. We're going fast enough. We weren't even on the right runway yet. You know what I'm saying? So um, here I am, you know, like my the facts, like my brain tells me this is way safer than driving. My feelings are another thing. And right. that's the battle of what faith has to deal with because sometimes my emotion is different. Right. I, I believe I'll be okay, but I'm worried I won't be. Yeah, we know what truth is, but we're still, you know, we all have our personalities and just things that we contemplate or things that maybe we're unsure of that can affect what we actually do know is right. true. Well, he, he puts it to me, he goes, it is not reason that's taking away my faith. On the contrary, my faith is based on reason. It's my imagination and emotions. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is, he said, it's not reason. It's not my reasoning that planes are unsafe that's taking away my faith that I'm going to be okay when I get in that airplane. It's actually my imagination and emotions. My imagination of what if we crash? What if we go down? What if we fall out of the sky? What if the tail wing falls off? You know, I mean, and all the things that you can conjure up. The battle, then, he says, is between faith and reason on the one side and emotion and imagination on the other side. I love that. I, I really do. I, I love it when he says, here's our battle when it comes to faith. You got faith and reason because my faith is based on good reasoning. I believe yes. in Christ because of good facts. Mm -hmm. and he rose from the dead. That's faith and reason. But then there's also my emotion and imagination. And that, that could probably play in marriage, too, where I... I know my husband's faithful. I know he's, a, but I feel like maybe he's interested in something. I mean, you could get right, to that point, sure. right? Or I, I know my husband loves me, but you know, why do you talk to me like that? Does he really feel like he's mad at me or what's going on? Because sometimes, yeah, I know. But because sometimes, you know, we do sit around and think things and contemplate, well, what if this, what if that, what, you know, right. so many times, but it's not based on anything real. It's just based on how you're feeling at the right. moment. Well, he gave this great illustration of it. And he said, when you think of it, you will see lots of instances. A man knows on perfectly good evidence that a pretty girl of his acquaintance is a liar and can't keep a secret and ought not to be trusted. But when he finds himself with her, 
his mind loses its faith in that knowledge, <laughs> and he starts thinking perhaps she'll be different this time. And then he says something to her. She betrays the confidence, and he's a fool. I was thinking Samson and Delilah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, you know she, how many times over and over again did she do the wrong thing and betray you? But over and over, he still tells her a secret. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like he, he never gets it because that's, again, his, his brain should have told him, she's trying to kill you. But his heart was saying, but I know she really loves me. No, she didn't. You wound no, up blind yeah. uh, running a millstone. That's what you wound up doing. So, and the same thing happens in Christianity. He says, I'm not asking anyone to accept Christianity if his best reasoning tells him the weight of evidence is against it. That's not the point. But supposing the reason one decides that the weight of evidence is for Christianity, I can tell you what's going to happen the next few weeks. There's going to come a moment when there's a bad news, he's in trouble, uh, he's living among a lot of people who don't believe it, and all at once his emotions will rise up and carry out a sort of blitz on his mind. So I, I believe in Christianity, but then something goes wrong. Why did that go right. wrong? Or no one else believes it, and there's going to be challenge to that where now your feelings are something else. I think the passage in the Bible where it talks about sowing the seed and how the seed lands on the different soil, and it lands on the one soil that, you know, it first takes a little bit of root, but it's not deep. Right. And then it gets, like, snatched away or withers and dries, right. you right. know. And I, I think of that, too, with our faith. You know, it has to be based on truth right. and not based on just every whim that comes along because Satan will take everything he can to get us away from the truth. Right. But he's talking about, he said, I'm talking about moments where a mere mood rises up against our faith. Mm -hmm. It's not that the sea's not solid. It's just that a mood is now challenging what my faith is. And he said, now faith in the sense in which I'm using the word is, now catch this. Here's the definition, a great definition of faith. The art of holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods, for your moods will change. What do you think about that? That's true. You know, our feelings go up and down all the time. Right. And you have to hold on to what you know that you initially believed it because you researched the facts. Right. I believe in prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe in prayer. But then you might have the feeling my prayers don't reach the ceiling. They're not going past the ceiling. Mm -hmm. You might start, your mood might be, God's not, God's not listening. Or God didn't answer that prayer as quickly as I thought he should. Right. So now my, my knowledge, my, my faith would be in that God hears and answers prayer. But then my, my, my imagination or mood, as he says, my emotion is kind of going towards the, but what if he didn't? Right. And what if God, you know, God loves me. We believe that with all of our heart. But then we might feel like, but he didn't. Because if he, if he loved me, then why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why right. this? And there's something that's challenging what our reason has already accepted because faith is accepting by reason the things we believe in spite yeah. of changing yeah, moods. the evidence right yep so what are thoughts about that i mean i definitely agree because there are times you know where you can you know like you said god loves you you know that god wants to give you you know an abundant and a full life but you can turn around and say, well, they have an abundant and full life. God loves them more than he loves me. Right. God cares about them more than he cares about me. Why did, why did my family member, you know, become ill or, or pass away and they're still happy? You know right. what I mean? And then it shakes your faith. Right. No, I would agree. But I, I love, I mean, this, uh, this is a brilliant chapter. I mean, it's one, I, I absolutely love it. And he just said the first step you've got to recognize is this, that your mood's 
will change. And he said, that's why faith is a necessary virtue. He goes, before, when he started the book, he goes, I didn't think faith was a virtue. I just thought, if you believe something, you believe it. Right. He goes, but I, then I found out that my moods and my kind of emotion and imagination fight against what I believe. Mm-hmm. No matter what I believe, he said, there's going to come a day when that gets challenged by my, again, my imagination or my emotions. He said, so your moods do change. The next step is to make sure that if you have once accepted Christianity, then some and some of his main doctrines shall be deliberately held before your mind for some time every day. In other words, he says you should daily pray, you should read your Bible, you should go to your you should go to church. He said these are necessary parts of Christian living to keep your faith vibrant. You've right. got to go because he said once you've accepted certain facts, you've got to remind yourself of the facts in which you believe. Yeah, I thought that was right? a great point that he talked about because. You can believe something and know it's true, but you can get distracted right? and, you know, drawn away over here or, you know, well, this person said that, or this is the current, you know, theological thought or philosophical thing. And you can get drawn away from what you originally saw to be the truth. But if you're daily reading the Bible, if you're daily, you know, in prayer with God, if you're fellowshipping with other believers, you're in church hearing the word, it's going to keep your mind focused on the truth and not have you as open to every wind that can toss you around. Right. I have found faith uh, can be stronger or weaker. Jesus Christ talked about the faith of disciples. He said, and what happened to them? I mean, they had faith that Jesus Christ saves. They mm-hmm. they knew it. Right. I mean, they knew that Jesus Christ could feed 5,000 at one time. They knew that Jesus Christ could heal all this power, but they get into a storm. And because the storm was there, again, their imagination yeah. and their emotions are getting the best of them. And they start to they start not to believe that they're going to be saved. Don't you care if we drown? Right. And Jesus Christ said, you have little faith, meaning that your faith could have been bigger. And I really do believe that faith can be larger or faith can be smaller, depending on you. Right. And sometimes that's based on, for me, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. One of the things that helps my faith is reading the Bible. Right. And when I have, when I found that I have doubts and when I found that, you know, again, your faith is wrestling with emotion and imagination, as he points out, that at those times reading the Bible is really the answer to that because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I think a critical thing too is trusting, you know, if you're reading the Bible, trusting what God says to be true. Right. You know, because a lot of times we might get caught up in a situation or, you know, drawn away by what a friend says or how they feel. And we just disregard what God says completely about the situation and how God says we should respond to a specific thing. And then we're responding in emotion or we're getting caught up in whatever they said instead of going back to, no, but what does God say about this? Right. Well, I think, too, I mean, when it comes into politics, too, uh, somebody brought up a good point. You know, you can't defend bad behavior, even no. if it's your presidential choice. Right. You know, I'm a conservative. I'm going to vote as a conservative. I always will. Uh, I believe in small government. I believe in lesser taxes. I believe in pro-life. I and mean, there are certain things that are part of a platform of a certain party that's going to steer me that way. It doesn't mean I'm going to defend all of a sudden. Well, if that person does it because they're the president and it's a presidential election year that I agree with bullying or I agree with uh, saying mean things or calling people names. I don't agree with that. Right. And I'm not going to agree with it just because I'm okay with you. Right. If, if, if this is where faith has to come in, mm-hmm. I mean, my faith in the Bible, my faith in morals, my faith in values, I have to hold it 
no matter what other people are doing. So I can't be, oh, you know what? You cheated on your spouse. I like you, so that's okay. And I'm not going to say anything about it. You did it. I'm going to condemn you because I really don't like you. Exactly. That's not faith because that's just, that's that's, all that is is motion. I like you, you get away with it. I don't like you, you don't get away with it. Faith would be in a certain reasoning where, no, Ten Commandments is true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have an even response no matter who does it. Right. Once those facts are proven, I'm not saying somebody said somebody did something. Yeah, if you know. I'm saying actually fact. you know they did right. something that based on fact, you have to have a certain response of calling people to do the right thing. And that's our role. I mean, we're going to call people to do the right thing no matter who that person is. Yep. You can't, Jesus Christ or God said, I'm not, I don't show favoritism, right? Because... I, it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. <clears throat> he wants us living a certain way no matter what. And that's where you see the evenness of it. And I think with faith, there should come an evenness. Yeah. And despite my emotion, I, your emotions might challenge that because you're like, well, I know they robbed the bank, but they're so nice. Yeah. They're such a nice person. I've always said this. Being nice and being good are two different things. Yeah, for Being sure. a good person and being a nice person are 100% different. I You can know nice drug dealers. You can nice know, you know, nice abusers. Yeah, they're 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 nice to you. It doesn't mean they're good. Right. Goodness is something I believe in. So my faith has to be in that despite what my emotion. Okay, I like you, but if you're not doing the right thing, I still have to call that out. Yeah. I mean, God calls us to live righteous lives and he expects us to follow his word no matter what the situation we're in. And so many times in the world today and I see it so so much with Christians that we just like lacks our standard because of who we're with or, you know, how we feel or what's going on at the time or, well, you know, I know that my child shouldn't be doing that, but I'm still going to support them and help them in their sin, you know, because I love them. Well, you know, God loves us too, but he still expects us to do the right thing. Right. And so you still have, again, there has to be an evenness and it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you want to have compassion on people who are trying to get it right. We know none of us are perfect. No, I mean, that's that's a fact. And that's one of the things that he brings up at the end of the book is like, look, we know that not anyone is perfect. In fact, we we know we're so imperfect that we need God, that we need God's grace. So, I mean, I'm not ever expecting anyone to be perfect. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. not a rock thrower. I'm not somebody who's here to condemn. I'm not here to judge you. But I'm here to play by the same rules with everyone. If I believe in a rule book, if my faith is in a rule book, then it's in a rule book. And I think that this was really challenging to me, I think, this whole notion, because I've seen myself get carried away where I'm ignoring certain things that are factual about people because I like them, but I'm missing, I'm missing the boat on what the facts are. And so I'm not seeing facts because of emotion, imagination. And I think this is, you see it all the time with people in relationships where they have an ideal of a person and then there's a real, the real is where your faith needs to be, but their emotions take them. No, they're ideally, they're this, they're ideally, no, they're never that they're, they're not that person at all that you've set up an ideal that doesn't even doesn't even exist with that person the way they live. And we have a hard time dividing those things. But again, I think he brings it up. That's the difference between reason and emotion. Right. Yeah. I, I think too that we, you know, that goes back to, again, you know, being in the word, being in prayer. If you're in a situation where you're not even sure and you, you can pray and ask God for wisdom. I mean, right. God will give you wisdom and guide you to truth because he wants us on right. the path of truth. Well, and. Well, one thing I believe, we're sinners. Yeah. And he says here, the main thing we learn from the serious attempt to practice Christian virtues is that we will fail. 
that we do need God, that we have to come. In fact, he goes out to point out, he said, he said, we, what you realize is this, God has been waiting for the moment at which you discover there's no question of earning a passing mark on his exam or putting him in your debt. Yep. We're never in God's debt. Every single thing that we can do is from him. And he tells a story of sixpence, none the richer, of the little kid who comes and gives his dad, or the dad gives the little kid sixpence, and that's an English term, all right, right but I'm going with it because he's from England. So he gives him money, the kid money, to go buy him a present. The kid goes to buy him a present with his money, and he says, I'm sixpence, none the richer. Right. And in everything that I do for God, I've got to realize he's sixpence, none the richer for what I did. Because everything I did, I did with what he gave me. And in fact, that is the reason why there's a, a musical group called Sixpence None the Richer. It came out of this, C.S. Mm -hmm. Lewis, and it's why they named their band that, because they wanted to say right from the start, God is sixpence none the richer for what we do, because everything we have, he already gave. Yeah, it's true. Every, every gift that we have, every talent that we have, every ability that we have comes from God. Right. And anything that we do for him is just giving back to him what right. he's already given to and us. And that's what faith is, too. Mm -hmm. He said faith is a virtue. Faith is sticking with your reason, even when your emotion or your imagination is dead set against it. Faith is the ability to move through that. Faith is understanding we can't earn heaven. We need God's grace. Faith is understanding that everything we have comes from God. That's what faith is. So I'd encourage you all, if you haven't, you could order this book, I'm sure, on Amazon or Christian Book Distributors, uh, Mayor Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Great book. Hope that you have a great and awesome week.